lovely gentle music to ooh, gently take us into the program, the evening prayer of the church, as the sun sets with me, Father Emil. There's a very warm welcome to you at the end of this day, Tuesday, and I welcome you to the program. I pray that we're going to, well, find meaning and joy in just praying the beautiful psalms of the church and reflecting on the scriptures. Well, I hope you've had a wonderful day. You're on your way home. Your loved ones are waiting for you. Or you might already be at home just sitting there waiting for the program to begin with your breveries, your Bibles at the ready. Some of you, I know, light a little candle just to give you that atmosphere of prayer and of being in the presence of the Lord. So welcome to the program. Lovely being with you. And pray with us and stay with us. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. As I gazed upon the heavens, I saw pages of my life. It was then I realized that you remained there by my side. When the clouds began to gather, and the rains came falling down. I looked to only find one set of footprints on the ground. I said, Lord, why did you leave me in the troubled times of life? I believe that you would always walk beside me day and night. And I heard my precious child, I'd never leave you. I have carved you on the hollow of my hand It's then I carried you in my arms When you see one set of footprints in the sand Lord, will you 
as I travel through the years. Will you be there in the struggles? Will you wipe away the tears? As my eyes turn toward the ocean and the shores of distant lands. I'm still thinking of the single set of footprints in the sand. I heard him say, "My precious child, I'd never leave you. I have carved you on the hollow." Of my hand, it's then I carried you in my arms. When you see one set of footprints in the sand, will I hear? Angels singing as my life comes to an end. Oh Lord, I long to see you. Will you be there once again? My eyes turn toward the heavens, along the path of foreign lands. Once more, I'm thinking of the scent of footprints in the sand. Jesus said, "My precious child, I'd never leave you. See your name carved on the hollow." Of my hand, I'm here to carry you to your home. You will see one set of footprints in the sand. You will see. My set of footprints in the sand. The Lord will give victory to His anointed one. Psalm 19, the prayer of a king before battle. May the Lord answer in time of trial, and may the name of Jacob's God protect you. May He send you help from His shrine, and give you support from Zion. May He remember. All your offerings, 
and receive your sacrifice with favor. May he give you your heart's desire and fulfill every one of your plans. May we ring out our joy at your victory and rejoice in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your desires. I am sure now that the Lord will give victory to his anointed, will reply from his holy heaven with the mighty victory of his hand. Some trust in chariots or horses, but we, in the name of the Lord, they will collapse and fall, but we shall hold and stand firm. Give victory to the King, O Lord. Give answer on the day we call. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord will give victory to his anointed one. We shall sing and praise your power. Psalm 20, Thanksgiving for a King's Victory O Lord, your strength gives joy to the King. How your saving help makes him glad. You have granted him his heart's desire. You have not refused the prayer of his lips. You came to meet him with the blessings of success. You have set on his head a crown of pure gold. He asked you for life, and this you have given, days that will last from age to age. Your saving help has given him glory. You have laid upon him majesty and splendor. You have granted your blessings to him forever. You have made him rejoice with the joy of your presence. The king has put his trust in the Lord. Through the mercy of the Most High, he shall stand firm. O Lord, arise in your strength. We shall sing and praise your power. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We shall sing and praise your power. Lord, you made us a kingdom and priests to serve our God. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Worthy are you, O Lord, to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed men for God from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made us a kingdom and priests to our God, and we shall reign on earth. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth, 
and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, you made us a kingdom and priests to serve our God. Our Gospel reading this evening is again taken from the Gospel of St. Mark, from chapter 7, verses 1 to 13. The Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, and they noticed that some of the disciples were eating with unclean hands that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and the Jews in general follow the tradition of the elders and never eat without washing their arms as far as the elbow. And on returning from the marketplace, they never eat without first sprinkling themselves. There are also many other observances which have been handed down to them concerning the washing of cups and pots and bronze dishes. So these, these Pharisees and scribes asked Jesus, why do your disciples not respect the tradition of the elders, but they eat their food with unclean hands? And Jesus answered, it was of you hypocrites that Isaiah so rightly prophesied in this passage of Scripture. This people honors me only with lip service, while their hearts are far from me. The worship they offer is worthless. The doctrines they teach are only human regulations. You put aside the commandment of God to cling to human traditions. And he said to them, How ingeniously you get around the commandment of God in order to preserve your own tradition. For Moses said, Do your duty to your father and your mother, and anyone who curses father or mother must be put to death. But you say, If a man says to his father or mother, Anything I have that I might have used to help you is Corbin, that is, dedicated to God, then he is forbidden from that moment to do anything for his father or mother. <laughs> In this way, you make God's word null and void for the sake of your tradition, which you have handed down. And you do many other things like this.
But as you know, we're going to be going through the gospel, and what happens all the time is that Jesus is in conflict with the Pharisees and the scribes, especially those from Jerusalem, which is the the center of the Jewish uh, religion, the center of worship. And uh, these are the ones who would be uh, really intent upon the observances of the law and so on. More or less, something like the Vatican. You get somebody come from the Vatican, they will be towing a strict line and so on. If you get a visit from somebody from the Vatican, you'll know that uh, you've got to be on your on your best behavior because these are the people who might report back to Rome and so on. So people from Jerusalem were like that. They were mm, very strict and observed the laws and so on. So here we have the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem. They gathered around Jesus. Then they're trying to find out how they can trip him, how they can catch him out. They noticed that the disciples of Jesus are eating without washing their hands. This is one of their traditions, that before you eat, you wash yourself. You come back from the marketplace, you wash yourself, and you sprinkle yourself, and so on. So these are all human traditions. And they found these traditions very meaningful, I suppose. Of course, before you eat, for hygiene purposes, you wash your hands. And, of course, there's also the whole issue of washing cups and pots and bronze dishes and so on. Why do your disciples not respect the tradition of the elders, but they eat with unclean hands? And then Jesus says something which I think is so, so important for us to remember This people, and that's quoting Isaiah, this people honors me only with lip service, while their hearts are far from me. You put aside the commandment of God to cling to human traditions. How, now listen to this, how ingeniously you get around the commandment of God in order to preserve your own tradition. You know, in the days of apartheid in South Africa, This scripture was so very, very permanent because the government at the time justified their apartheid practices from scripture. And many theologians, Calvinist theologians, would have justified the system of apartheid based on scripture. And I remember saying to myself in those days and uh, often reflecting on these words from Mark's gospel, how ingeniously you get around the commandment of God in order to preserve your own tradition. And those days with the tradition of apartheid, how ingeniously, how cleverly, cleverly you get around the commandment of God. So what are we saying today? I think what we must take away with us today from the Gospel of Mark is something very important. We need to find out what it is that God wants us to do and be very careful about saying that our human traditions are more important than what God wants us to do. Now, I find this, for example, very pertinent when it comes to uh, people who are very intent upon liturgy. And they say the liturgy must be done like this. I'm not saying we mustn't do liturgy and the celebration of the Eucharist as we are supposed to be doing it from Rome. But when we make the ritual and our little customs and traditions more important than than what the liturgy is in itself, what the Mass is in itself, then we must begin to ask ourselves, are we like the scribes and the Pharisees who are making our human traditions more important than anything else? And that's a challenge for us, I think. 
whether it be apartheid, whether it be racism, whether it be uh, rituals at mass and so on, we must remember that we need to cling to God, not to our human traditions. And there are some people, for example, who say, well, I'm not going to go with the church or with the Vatican Council or with this council or the other council. I'm going to cling to our human tradition, which has been there now for several hundred years, and this is what is important, and I'm not leaving this particular way of life or these human traditions. There, I think we need to ask ourselves, are we making a god out of our human traditions. I remember once talking to somebody who was uh, a member of the St. Pius X uh, uh, group in the, in the church, and I, re I just found it was so impossible even to reason with this person because the human traditions and the little traditions of the past were so much more important than what the Holy Spirit was saying to us in this present time. So I, I want to say today, let's cling to God. Let's cling to the heart of our faith. And let's not cling to our human traditions and make them more important than anything else. So let's pray today for the wisdom of being able to see and appreciate our human traditions for what they are. I'm not saying we're throwing them out. I'm not saying we mustn't observe our human traditions. But... I am saying, let's not make them more important than God, more important than Jesus, more important than our faith in God or Jesus. Otherwise, we'll get the same words of Jesus addressed to us, how ingeniously, how cleverly you get around the commandment of God in order to preserve your own tradition. Mm. So... There are lots of things like this that happened in the time of Jesus. They also happen today. And I pray that you and I will cling to God and come to know Jesus and come to know God our Father, that God will be uppermost in our minds and that we won't make human traditions more important than God or Jesus in our lives. Your word, O Lord, will endure forever. Your truth will last from age to age. Your word, O Lord, will endure forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Your word, O Lord, will endure forever. My spirit exults in the Lord God, my Saviour. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. My spirit exults in the Lord God, my Saviour. Now through Christ we are sons and daughters of God, and in him we see what we shall be when we come to the Father. And so with confidence we pray, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide leaders and governments. Give them wisdom and integrity. You are the Lord and source of our freedom. Bring those in captivity of mind or body to the freedom of the children of God. Give courage and strength to the young. Help them to choose their work and make the right decisions for their way of life. Give patient tolerance to all who are no longer young and open the hearts of the young to accept from them understanding and love. And receive the departed into your eternal kingdom. Sustain our hope to reign with you forever. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We give you thanks, Lord God Almighty, for bringing us safely to the evening of this day. We humbly ask that the prayer we make with uplifted hands may be an offering pleasing in your sight. We make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Shoulders, 
Yes, indeed, you'll raise me up. And let's pray today that the Lord will truly raise us up, keep us faithful to him, and help us to see uh, in a true perspective what our traditions are and the role they play in our lives. Well, that's all we have time for this evening. From me, Father Emil, get home safely. If you're already at home, enjoy your evening and your supper. And I'll be back with you again tomorrow morning at the crack of dawn. From me, Father Emil, then, goodbye and God bless.